Welcome to the Present and Sober podcast with your hosts, Sam Goldfinch and Ellie Crow. If you want to make your life bigger, not smaller, then this is the podcast for you. If you can sense that you're destined for more and you're curious about how drinking could be holding you back, listen in and come on this journey with us. Through the interplay of mind and body practices, we will help you elevate your daily life and discover the wonder and potential of going alcohol free. Let's make life bigger together. Hey, lovely people. I'm so excited for this. I'm going to go out on a limb and I might get in trouble for this, but I've got to speak from the heart. Of all of the conversations that me and Ellie have had without a guest, this one is my favourite. You know, this one is the one that, well, I've just had so many insights off the back of this. I mean, we've had so many amazing discussions, but this one, all about intention and expectations, has just opened up so many rooms in my head and so many exciting ideas for me and Ellie. And um, it was just a privilege to have this conversation. And um, so, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that we got to do it. Now, you might be sitting there and thinking, okay, Sam, intentions, expectations, what are you on about me? But you're just going to have to trust me on this one. This is a really, really powerful one. If there was ever one to share, for people who aren't on the alcohol-free journey or for yourself, wherever you are on the alcohol-free journey, whatever's going on, this is a really, really powerful one. Anyone you know that's going through a challenging time or, or is living with some resistance right now, there may be something gold in here for you to take away. And um, we kind of went into spaces that we didn't expect to go. Anyway, I will... Um, I'll stop waffling, but um, I think you can tell that I'm excited about this one. I, I think it's a, a really great discussion and I, I feel privileged to have to have been a part of it and I'm excited to listen back to it uh, and be on the other side rather than the speaker to be the listener. Right team, love you all. Thank you very much and without further ado I'm going to hand you over to me and Ellie. See you there. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you're tuning in from. All right team. Hello, another episode of the Present Sober podcast for you and this comes hot on the heels of a wonderful, one of our wonderful, wonderful friends in the Facebook community, in our little Present and Sober podcast Facebook group, mentioned that they'd got a lot out of a particular episode, which was episode 63, and the title escapes me. Three things, was it three things we wish we'd known about yeah. sobriety? Three things we wish we'd known, yeah. And uh, in that episode... And the, the part that had uh, really struck this individual was where we talked about the difference between expectation and intention. And we promised that we would do an episode about it. And what we usually do is we promise things. We put them into, if you imagine like a big, like what they call magic mix, you know, the we a put mix. stuff in there and then we put it in a cupboard <laughs> and we forget about it for... <laughs> weeks or months on end we're and quite good actually we're quite good no yeah we've done like normally people have mentioned in the group and then we've we've recorded things within a few weeks i oh, think well, good. well well we're doing really well because here we are here we are recording this one but it's it's really ah oh, it's a really wonderful topic and it has the propensity to change your relationship with yourself and with other people so we wanted to do it justice so this may, our intention is <laughs> going to say are this, you going to tell us <laughs> for this to be a two-parter are you going to tell us what the topic is have you done that yes were you not have listening you? to me probably obviously, clearly not <laughs> and i'm also looking for a new partner for the president of a podcast who actually listens to me yeah 
in there, what's the word? Uh, request on a postcard to, <laughs> sorry, please continue. <laughs> so, no, I've lost my train of thought now, Billy. Uh, our intention is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, our intention is to have a two parter, a two parter on the subject of intention versus expectation. Yeah. Because what we thought would be really great was kind of because words are just words, right? And different things mean, you know, different things to different people. So we thought we'd kind of go on a bit of a journey through what intentions are, what expectations are. And then part two would be more of a kind of dive into the the practical things that we can do to shift mm. a few things up in our lives. Um, yeah, awesome. Should we do this then? Let's do it. Awesome. I think we should start with your brewing discontent because I like that. Yeah, I can't remember who said it to me or where I read it or, you know, somewhere across my journey of all these things. I uh, Someone said to me, look, I think someone actually said to me, someone once said to me that expectations are brewing discontentments. And I was like struck by that. And I kind of, I can remember my mind going off on a, oh, well, yeah, I guess so. Because ultimately, if you expect something to happen, if you have an idea that something is going to happen, and like for all the times they do, then that's fine. But actually brewing in the background is the inevitable outcome that something you're expecting will happen doesn't. And then you're going to be disappointed by that. And I was like, huh. And, and it was kind of logged. I logged it. And I've definitely said it a few times because it it felt real to me. It felt true. Um, Yeah. And I thought it was just a nice place to start. Yeah. And that. I, I just love the description of it as brewing mm. discontent because it it, it kind of happens unnoticed. It's like, it, it, I just love that word brewing because it, it describes it so beautifully. It's all like on the surface, oh, every, everything's wonderful and rosy and lovely. And then there's, there's this stuff going on at a much deeper level and it can really have the capacity to either pull you under or blow things up. It just struck me when you were talking. Have you ever read Great Expectations? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, as an English literature teacher, I should, uh, back in the day, I mean, I should have a very good working knowledge of it. It's not as good as it should be, but I have uh, browsed mm. it, yes. I've browsed it. <laughs> I mean, what a book that is. And mm. I mean, that, like, for laying out that, like, when you read it, you can't help but feel the the heaviness of that of that brewing because mm. it is it is so um god what's the word it's it's it, it like that book it's laced right through that book so there you go so there's there's a bit of light reading light light reading yeah. for anybody that hasn't delved into dickens you could you could you could always watch the film i suppose if you're if no you're don't go read the bloody don't, book don't do that <laughs> watch the film it, it, it's funny what you say though because i think I think probably, and I mean, we're going to explore this a bit more, but for a lot of us, expectations can cast a heavy weight or a shadow on our life. We don't even know where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, and like, we're going to, we're going to explore how some of these things are not even visible. Like some expectations are, in, are really clear. Like it's kind of, we know that we're expecting a certain thing to happen. Like, you know, expecting someone to buy you a present on your birthday. Oh, I've got and if they one. don't. I've you got know, there are no Expect, expecting your partner to come and visit you. Well, I drives... did. <laughs> you can't do that now. We haven't. Oh, well, I guess we're going we have to. We haven't released the official have to release the evidence. Yeah, there's going to be evidence now. There's well, there's more than one. There's like five. 
And it was like a last minute thing. I was like, oh shit, we better actually take a picture of us together. Otherwise it's going to look like I just went and hung out with your kids for the day. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're not there. It was just me, you know, anyway, so you can look forward to that. It's official people. It's happened. Um, But yeah, that's a good example, right? You were, you were basically being, you know, Chew myself up about it, creating all kinds of stories. We nearly we nearly finished this at least, you know, this has nearly been over like, I don't know, however many times in the last six months just because of that expectation that you had of me. Mm. And this is called, so Brooke Castillo calls this the manual, which I really like that. So she, it's for her, it's like this, uh, this rule book <laughs> that you've written for other people, how other people should behave. And of course, they haven't necessarily read your rule book of how they should behave. So this is why we can encounter so many difficulties within our relationships. Yeah. And that's the thing, like that, the fact that they haven't read it, we've got a whole world created because I mean, we'll get onto expectations of, of ourselves, you know, but ultimately Mm -hmm. I think with others, it's probably a bit, it's maybe a bit more visible, even though a lot of this, we may not have thought about it before. So actually just before we talk about this, this is kind of an invitation to anybody to to just start having a look around and just start getting curious about where you may have the manual where you may have these ideas of what other people should or shouldn't do and 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 like it for me there's there's kind of examples of this but it might look like uh you know getting back from work and uh expecting your partner to have done certain things in the house because you've had a really hard day at work and and I don't know like they've they've been doing something else or whatever but without actually talking about these things, without actually saying what we would like to have happen or, or the kind of what's going on in our mind, how, you know, we're not mind readers, are we, at the end of the day? And then we and then we can walk in and be hit by these kind <laughs> of like... <laughs> but, that's, but that's part of the manual as well, because have you, have you not ever been in that situation where you expect somebody to have read your mind yeah. and know exactly what you want? Well, this is what you is want it. it and when you want it. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's one of the things is like we we literally live in alternate realities. You know, we're in our own narratives about the world and we've we've and we're living in those tunnels. But we don't think we are. We we expect the other person to just get it. Um, and some people are intuitive. Some people do pick up on things. And sometimes our expectations do match, which is why these things are brewing. Right. Is because at some point they won't. You can guarantee at some point, someone is going to do something that you don't want them to do, or that's a bit of a wind up, or, you know, we're all human. So we are going to drop the ball every now and again as well. We're going to like do something that we, you know, perhaps have planned to do and then don't do it. And well, I've got we... a good one. Go on. It's like, it's like when your brother comes around and he puts his feet up on the sofa. Yeah. I expected him to realize that my brand new <laughs> sofa was not for his fucking feet on the top of. Didn't That made no grammatical sense. That's how angry I still am, seething. No. Atop at, at of the sofa. <laughs> I've spoken about this before, though, because I think it's a really interesting one to zoom out on. Like a fly on the wall would have seen like two human beings in a room with some objects in it. And one of them had the, their feet, happened to have their feet up on, on this big blue thing that we, that humans call a sofa, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd just be looking at this kind of scene. Meanwhile, in my mind, there was like the whole, oh, he should fucking know not to do that on my new blah, 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 blah. Mm. Invisible. But I caught it. Invisible. I found it I found it really funny because I watched it play out in my head yeah. and yeah. then I watched it fizzle out and then, yeah. you know. It... And, and by, by the way, that, that that is a top ninja tactic that you know people can practice at home 
of gaining that awareness in the moment. So either third party, so what would a third party, if there was another person here now observing this independent third party, how would they view this? And I love what you said about the fly, because my teacher often says, like, well, what, what, what would the tree outside think then? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's a really, it's quite hard to talk about this, but it's like a thought experiment. I find it really powerful personally, where if you think about what's, what is actually going on in the world right now. So there's like, we're sat here recording a podcast. There's someone on a farm doing some stuff. There's people driving around. I mean, I'm not going to go through everybody. This is going to be a very long podcast, people, if I go through what everybody's up to. And I don't have a clue. And My some point of it won't be, won't be, um, What's the word? <laughs> won't, won't be allowed. Pod, pod, podcast, podcast <laughs> worthy. Yeah, yeah. Some of it might be too juicy for the podcast. But if you can imagine, right, there's all those people out there doing all that stuff. And the difference between what's actually happening that a tree would be observing and what's gen, what's going on in their mind, because there are actually way more other alternate worlds going on right now than than that. Like there's someone driving home. We were talking about this yesterday. Someone's driving home from Morrison's. That's a supermarket in the UK for anyone who doesn't Other know supermarkets that. are available. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored, so fuck it. Go to Morrison's. Um, this is, <laughs> um, I, I genuinely have no preference of where you go. Um, there's someone driving home from Morrison's right now, but in their mind, they're in an entirely different place. They're back 37 years ago or, or however many years in the future, they're or they're Tesco's. in the world, or they're at Tesco's, or they're in a world thinking, why I expected Morrison's to have my favourite sausage rolls, those bastards. But the, but the point we're making is that we lose we lose objectivity because, because consciousness is a subjective experience, mm. and it's our reality that we're living through so the many of these expectations we have are freaking invisible they're stories that we don't even know are running they're at deep deep subconscious levels and then we 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 innocently hit out at other people or blame other people for the experience that we're having because it looks as if it's coming from them but actually it's coming Mm. from deep within us from our expectations our belief systems our narratives our stories however you want to language that so knowing that is 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 really helpful, and yeah. it, it, when you catch it and you can allow it to come up, and just be like, I'm not going to do anything with this right now. I'm just going to sit with it. I'm going to sit with the feeling. It, you'll notice that it will subside in time, and then you will be you will have different options available to you other than calling your brother an obed or whatever it might be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so your 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 two uh, your two access points, your two your two things to notice that will bring that opportunity to to choose a different response. The first thing is the feeling of discontent. So you'll feel something in the body. And that's going to be different for all of us, but it's some form of agitation, some form of um, stickiness in the body. And then the second thing to look out for is should, because yeah. there will in there somewhere will be some form of a judgment and a, a grip, Big old should. Oh, he shouldn't put his bloody shoes up on my... Was it his shoes or his feet? Sorry to dwell on this. It was his sockless feet. Oh, that's all right. They're just his little little tootsie does. I'm not going to get into this right now. But yeah, you're right. It'd have been worse if it was his shoes. Dirty shoes. Oh, God. Well, if it had been his shoes, he'd have have been out. He would not be your brother anymore. That's it. Done. Um... Yeah. And these kind of, you know, if you think about the kind of things that we often say, you know, oh, my, my, 
my mum should understand me by now or you know i shouldn't have to explain this another time or it's a good one my children should behave <laughs> <laughs> yeah or like this class of 30 kids should be doing exactly what's on my lesson plan <laughs> bastards um but it's so common and like and 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 they're not always vocalized right it's, a lot of that stuff is kind of happening without words it's kind of like at a deeper level than that so yeah get curious about it right where may these things be in your life like are some of these things because the thing is as ellie's saying you've got to follow the breadcrumbs it's going to come as a feeling it's going to come as like you know in, in tnm it's like an energy snack we talk about where you get like hit mm. by a like a something that catches you and then you're like huh why has that just happened like i just walked into a room and my boss who's been really polite just i don't know offered did something and now i'm really pissed off like what's that about mm. um you know maybe he made someone a coffee didn't make you a coffee i don't know could be anything right <laughs> could be anything mm. yeah and and, and it's the, it, the the so the part there is a part that's invisible but the part that is visible not necessarily by the eyes but that comes into um, awareness is is this this shift in energy so that is really the thing to to place your attention on because it, it, it what it does is opens up choice we may still react and as we as we delve more into this kind of inner work and this is this is something for, as a side for everybody to watch out for is the judgment of self for being a human being so you you can be a very enlightened being and still react at times and still sorry still be triggered at times yeah of course but the but the important thing is how uh how available lucidity is to you um you know so the the old famous <clears throat> ram das quote around if you feel that you're enlightened then go and spend thanksgiving with your family <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Go spend, yeah, go spend a mm. week with your parents. So, so true. Mm. And here's the thing that's interesting, right? So people may have heard me and other people say, you know, and, and you, Ellie, the things around, you know, everyone's doing what makes sense to them with a current level of understanding. Now, the thing is, if you're in the midst of, um, if something's essentially come into your into your world and and led to a a mood, right? So it could be anger or whatever it might be. Here's the interesting thing. What makes sense to you, the action that makes sense to you when you're in the midst of a fiery, angry rage will be very different to the action that makes sense to you if you're feeling lucid and chill. Now, here's here's a, here's a the thing then, right? If When the feeling comes up, if, if you can essentially be like, oh, this is okay. I'm going to accept this. Interesting. Why is this here? Where is it in my body? I'm going to breathe into this. And if you're with that feeling and it starts to transmute and settle mm. and starts to be something else, very soon after that, what makes sense to you will be different. So this, it's not like a static, like what makes sense to you according to your current level of understanding. It's not static. Like mm. if I try and have a really deep, meaningful conversation with my, with Robin, my, my partner, when I'm fucking pissed off, what makes sense to me is going to be very different to the next morning when I'm like, God, I've got some more perspective and the snow globe has settled. So I'm not mm. talking about a static intellectual understanding. So this is really practical. So yeah, practicing feeling your feelings and knowing it's safe to do that and breathing and being with them and, and sitting with them and then just noticing as they start to change and shift. 
is is yeah. really powerful and it can be yeah. a very it's a probably the most useful thing on this journey to to start being more responsive less reactive um and shining a light on, on our these invisible expectations is a part of that yeah it's a it's a route it's a route to compassion yeah compassion for for self for others for for all beings and i loved that reminder of that level of understanding not being static because i think people can fall into the trap of thinking that you know it it, it is like this it, it it's like this intellectual level of understanding and that that's not what we're talking about and it it is it's going to shift and move around and the more that we can become aware of that and understand it and appreciate it for what it is in ourselves and in others then we're going to have a, a much easier time with our relationships yeah just as a little side to this knowing how just knowing how that works like you know we have like because because here's the thing normally if you're going to try and say i'll give you an example of what a lot of people might try and do if they're going to try and go through something challenging between a relationship or something like that they're like here's all the things that i'm annoyed about and then the other person's like here's all the things that i'm annoyed about <laughs> and then they just like dig their trenches right and, and we've all been there we all we've all done that now that's that's kind of like a like a low mood way of trying to figure things out. You basically dive into all the things that are pissing you off about each other. Well, the thing is, this is not this is it, that's not the only way. Like it's very very possible to have a completely fresh start where you basically just say, like, let's just throw out the model that we've got in our head, and let's when we're in a high mood, like mm. that whole thing of like never go to bed out on an argument. But then that means you're up all night fucking trying to figure stuff no, out. I, 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 by the way, I'm glad that you brought that up because I could not fucking disagree Bullshit. with that more. It's My utter, experience. utter shit, utter shit. And that puts expectations on people independently to then, like, th there are times where things are better left alone and not poked and not prodded and not agitated, whether it's it's something that you're dealing with independently on your own internally or whether it's and, and usually especially when it involves somebody else like we need other people's consent like just to oh well hang on somebody once told me that i should never go to bed on an argument so i'm gonna I'm gonna brutally follow this through mm. like no don't please don't do that <laughs> Well, it's really funny. It takes. I was uh, I was in London the other week watching Michael Neal and Dick and Bettinger, two of my favourite people in the world, have a discussion. And at one point, Michael Neal was saying that um, he he'd uh, he'd realised the how bullshit that statement was as well. Um, and he'd realised it because he'd got one time he'd got back from like some trip. He's flying around all over the place all the time because he's a you know he's off doing talks and whatever. And he'd got home to America and he was absolutely shattered. And he said he walked into the house and his wife was pissed off. And he was like, oh, God, what have I done? And he sat down on the sofa and she started trying to talk to him. And he was like, I really don't think I can. And he started to fall asleep and she was talking to him. And at the moment he falls asleep, he remembers thinking to himself, oh, God, have I just ruined my marriage? Right. Because he's thinking you never do this. And then he, wake, he wakes up the next morning and... Um, you know, his wife gets out of bed and she's not really saying anything. She's just being completely normal. And he's like, oh God, she's really pissed off. Like this must be big because she's, this is big. Anyway, so they go about that day. And then the next day she's still like not, yeah. And he's like, oh, this must be really massive. And it's brewing inside of him. He's 
starting to really freak out about this. And he gets to the third day and he can't take it anymore. And he's just like, will you please just tell me what you were so pissed off about when I got home? And she looked at him and she was like, was I pissed off? <laughs> and he was like, oh. And then another time he was talking about how she wanted to talk something through with him in, in the evening. And he was saying, look, I really just want to go to bed. And she was like, no, we need to talk about this now. And he's like, no, I really just want to go to bed. Why, why can't I just go to bed? And she was like, because I'm not going to be pissed off with you in the morning. <laughs> But it's true. Like it speaks to this kind of like um, the settling of the snow globe that we talk about a lot. We're on a bit of a tangent right now, but I think it's an important one. Mm. Just that self-resolving nature of like taking your hands off the steering wheel, putting the snow globe down, allowing it to settle. Yeah. And, um, you know, that and that's that takes a bit of courage. But just if, it, if it's well, not it may just not be something that you've practiced a lot. But if you start leaning in that direction and practicing it, you'll be amazed how, how self-resolving it can be, how much more joy is in your life and in your relationships, because you're not having these discussions when you're not your best self is not the best time to have them. No, it's not. It's not. And the the, the compounded nature of expectations rule book like creating these rules maintaining these rules in your own head with your own meaning and stories and justifications and then the all of the energy that you need to exert to to try to control situations and other people like wow like that's exhausting that's mm -hmm. really really exhausting and sometimes effective with with kids maybe <laughs> trying to control kids to behave but at what cost and not just to yourself but to others to your relationship and so contrast that with this admittedly take some courage the this radical idea of taking your hands off the steering wheel and letting things be yeah and that that is really energy saving and energy giving and the more that we can allow ourselves that opportunity the more that we can see the results in our lives and, and we, we gather the evidence and then you're going to do more of it as per mr michael neal and as per you know my view of you know i i always remember hearing that and thinking like it's it's fucking nonsense isn't it how how we can sometimes adopt these beliefs that aren't ours and feel like we have to see these things through yeah even though we have this deep knowing that it's detrimental yeah and, that, and the pro and the problem with all these things is where they're not in our wisdom and yeah. when you're when you're trusting in an adage or something that's like been around or a belief that's held at the society level of society or whatever it might be or an old wives tale whatever it might be whatever you've innocently put your trust in because it's just what you've always done or because it's what your dad said or whatever right then you're not in your wisdom and wisdom is way more powerful wisdom is not even in the intellect as i see it wisdom comes from just the trust that when things settle, like how many times are we like racked with like, oh, I just have to figure this out. I need to use my intellect to find out the right answer to this. And in the end, we're like, do you know what? I can't do this to myself anymore. Screw it. I'm just going to put it to the side. Mm. And then a couple of days later or whenever is the right time, you go, oh, that's what I need to do. Or, oh, that's what I'm going to yeah. do. Now, that's not coming from you. 
that's coming from somewhere much deeper. And and it's true here as well. You know, if you realize that you've got an expectation, you don't have to do anything. You're just like, oh, it's just the seeing of it is powerful. And just yeah. the trust that, you know, things will self-resolve and and, and things will look different. Well, how, how many of us have got wise friends who are just like, you know, you say, you're not going to do anything about it. And they're like, yeah, nah. And you're like, what? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it'll look different next week. And some people are just, for whatever reason, they're just a bit more wired like that. And good for them, because that's a really mm-hmm. wonderful thing, to a gift to have. Do you think they're the same kind of people that ride the petrol tank right down to fumes? Sometimes. I mean, look, you're, you're looking at someone who can do that. Because I, I can't. Yes, it gets to the orange or the red line, you know, where you've got a quarter left. Start to panic. Well, the other day, it's so funny. The other day I said to my dad, yeah, I went to the petrol station because the light went on. He went, oh, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. You never know what could happen to you. Don't you know, you don't know what could happen to the car if you do that. But yeah, but I've still got, I've, I've got like 20 miles left in the tank though, haven't I? And he's like, and like the petrol, st- and like the station's like, you know, 10, 10. I was literally talking about a car tank here of like the petrol tank light coming on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I guess it's, I think if you're trusting in, I mean, the trusting in, in, uh, in, in mother, trusting in mother earth and just trusting that things are going to come when there is a really wonderful way to live life. And in my experience, yeah, the more it I've is. done that, the more it feels like serendipity is everywhere and it feels like everything's been it comes at the right time and sometimes it gets a bit hairy but i now trust in the uh that that's okay and that sometimes mm. it's meant to um well you know yeah. in my life even some things we've been talking about recently i've been a little bit like oh god but like it's trust it's trust yeah it is and and she's never let us down even the time where we had the there was a recent petrol crisis over this side of the pond and we literally I don't know. I was driving to the caravan. I literally got to the oh, caravan yeah. and I had, I don't know, maybe eight miles in the tank. Like that was, and I, and I managed to get there. But then the next day I had to send out the poor dear husband. He had to go out and risk life and limb in downtown Suffolk trying to find petrol. And he literally had eight miles. So if he went in the wrong direction, if he, if his wisdom wasn't in action it got in the wrong way we were going to be all kinds of stuck and here's the thing though it's not that people don't get stuck it's not that people don't run out of petrol it's not that people aren't living in some horrific situations in the world right now but the thing that we all have going for us wherever we are is that there's this thing nudging us one way or the other and like tuning into that the inner gps is really powerful and god we've been we've been on such a detour here haven't we yeah, and I'm about to go on another one as well. Well, I'm just going to add on to the end of that, that when, we, when we're talking about this guidance, this wisdom, it's not a passive thing. So we're not suggesting that you oh, yeah. totally disengage from the world because like you, we're embodied, you, right? You've you got to fill the tank. You've got to go to the petrol yeah. station. <laughs> it doesn't just keep you filling itself you, up. Please don't literally take your hands off the wheel. It's all like <laughs> yeah. the car. My my unless my you've got a self-driving Tesla. If you've got a self-driving Tesla, maybe the Tesla's inner wisdom, although it would still freak me out. I think I'd still have have a moment. Yeah, I'm not sure I would like that either. So, so yes, but the, but I'll tell you what, there's another subject that we'll come back to another time. <clears throat> for sure. And these are things, you know, for anyone, these are things that in all of our programs we really dive deep on these things. Yeah. We we really crack them open because they they're they're practical. We, they, these are things that some people can hear and think, oh, that's a nice idea. And what we're saying is no. This is like a ruthlessly practical truth 
that's going to support you through life. And it's, it's looking in a different direction. It's a different calibration. It's yes. always been there, but when you've been calibrating to the intellect, you will miss it. You won't see it. You won't realize that actually we're designed. We are innately healthy. We have a recalibration system that brings us back to center, but you have to clear the way. Otherwise it gets blocked. And what we've all got innocently mm. often is a lot of fucking blocks that we don't even know are there. Um, mm. And talking about like, that's a really nice lead into just, just to riff a little bit on expectations of self. I was talking about an experience I had a few years back when I first did like a, like a coach training. So I'd already been teaching for a long time and then I went into coaching and I had an expectation of myself that I was going to bat it out of the park. I was going to get a distinction and this was going to happen and that was going to happen. So I did everything. I dotted every, every I crossed every T I, I busted a gut. I did so much extra um to to get myself to this thing and i just expected to get the distinction or whatever it was they talked about it now the day came around for, for this to to get the 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 results or whatever and i'd i'd missed out on a distinction by and it, and this is this is no joke it was something like 0.006% because they'd done some kind of weird calculation of all the different things you do and it was some wild number that was way less than like 1% right it was a fraction and it meant the difference between whatever they do, distinction or merit, right? And then, so then I was hit because I had the expectation that I got a bunch of feelings. Now, obviously I processed those feelings and I got to a point where I was it really doesn't matter. And it doesn't, you know, like ultimately pieces of paper with stamps on don't mean don't mean a whole lot in this world once you get into the real world. You know, it's about... Uh, we're, we're, I think we might have a few... <laughs> Well, a few letters from a few well, letters maybe. coming in for some PhDs. But, well, yeah, I know. Okay, I get you. So, in terms of like getting you to a, to be able to do a certain thing, for sure. Like, I'm not saying they don't open I'm, doors I'm and that kind of saying. stuff. I'm you know what saying. I mean? But ultimately, when you're sat in front of a coaching client, it's about relationship, connection, love, all that stuff. That's that's what you know is moves the needle, right? And um, so it was really interesting. So the next time I did anything, I made a decision that. I'm not going to have an expectation. I'm going to have an intention. And the intention is that I'm going to do everything that makes sense to me that's going to make me a great coach. I'm going to follow through on that joyfully. And things that are like clearly hoop jumping, I'm going to do them because I have to do them, but I'm not going to like be brutal with myself about da 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 Anyway, long story short, I can't actually quite remember, but I think I got the same grade. I had a much more joyful experience. I learned more about myself and about other people. And I became a better coach because I had an intention over an expectation mm. and it's wild. I was so fucking stressed out. Like I was so, because I had that expectation of myself that I was going to do that thing because it was tied to my sense of self-worth and I was going to prove myself because I'd always messed up and been drinking and drug taking for everything else I'd done in my life. This was the one, this was the one. Mm. And it didn't, it wasn't helpful. It wasn't helpful for me. I mean, it was, yeah. it, look, don't get me wrong. The energy was powerful. Like it, I got a lot done, but I was frazzled and I was not in a yeah. good place for some of that. Yeah. We can really do ourselves a disservice in all sorts of ways with the level of expectations we put upon ourselves and usually highly unrealistic expectations. And it stifles creative energy. Yeah. It stifles our connection with ourselves it it doesn't allow us to you know really like blossom and bloom and really live into our full expression funnily enough this morning <laughs> this morning i was uh <clears throat> i was 
you're going to laugh at this one. I was sat trying to meditate, trying to meditate. The reason I was trying to meditate was Noah, the littlest one, was sat on my bed with Bluey on. And if you've, if anybody's come across Bluey, it's an awesome show. It's of all of the cartoons, kids' shows, it's awesome. And she got Bluey on really loud and I kept tuning into Bluey because um, it's funny, right? So I'm, I'm kind of in this weird, it's one of the weirdest meditations I've ever sat for with Bluey right there with me. So I come out of my meditation practice and I, I was, I was doing some uh, some journaling and uh, I was about to go into affirmative prayer and literally put my head on the floor. And um, she, she, like something had happened with Bluey, like it, it's on Disney and it, it, the we, you know when the wheel's going, but it's not playing. So she starts going mental and I'm right in the middle of um, repeating mantra or whatever I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, because I, I like I was I was so trying to focus on my practice, and yet I'm being pulled into this mothering situation. And the reason for bringing this up is we can have expectations of ourselves, like you know, I'm going to be um, not just like the best mother that I can be, but I'm going to be uh, I'm gonna, I'm always going to be calm, like I'm never going to get impatient or shout or um, get cross with my kids and and it's totally and utterly unrealistic because these sorts of scenarios always come about and when I felt the because and part of this is my manual with her of like she should just wait right she should just be patient well why should she because she's four and all she can see is the spinny roundy thing and she actually wants to watch bluey so in her world it's quite reasonable <laughs> that she's, she's like, mommy, can you stop doing that? Whatever that is. <laughs> so for the, for the split second that I was caught up in it, what does it feel like? It feels like um, anger starting to come up, like, you know, like anger and frustration and resentment. And I caught it and I was like, oh, like what the so allowed it, allowed it to settle. And I was just breathing. You know, she's still getting a bit antsy I'm breathing deep and came completely out of expectation and dropped right into intention and what is my intention my intention is to find the love here love is always present where is it and so I got up from my head on the floor situation and I and I just I brought her to my knee and just sat and cuddled her and it was just like lovely and wonderful and uh just like one of one of those moments of connection being entirely present me and her it was wonderful and then i put her back on the bed sort out bluey and go back to what i'm doing but i know that there's a part of me in the past the a bit like the well you can't go to sleep on an argument like you know you your meditation or your uh your prayer or whatever the practice is has to be seen through a certain way and children shouldn't interrupt me and they should behave and I shouldn't get angry about it. So, you know, we're day in, day out, we're all going to be encountered uh, with these situations and circumstances and interactions. But all it takes is to recognize what's going on, usually led by that feeling, and then giving yourself 
some grace in the moment for another outcome, another possibility. Yeah, I love it. And so just before, I don't know, maybe this would be a really nice time to to kind of pause because then I feel like we can flow into talking a bit more about intentions and the and the practical elements of, of what that looks like mm. um, in part two. But before we do that, just to wrap it up, something that really struck me when you were talking there was the, it was just a, just a realization I'd had just now in and around how I used to consider like waking up and spiritual awakening and things like that. Because, I mean, I'd realized that I had an ideal. I realized I'd had an ideal, which was that, you know, you walk around Zen all the time. You're never going to get this. You're never going to react and be angry. I think it's common. It's very common. Um, but actually, I hadn't really seen it through the lens of an expectation as well. I was I was expecting. I mean, I yeah. I can see the pattern. I But I'd been like, dude, you've been meditating for hours a day for this many years, da 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 And I had an expectation that I should be a certain person by that. I should be more zen yeah, out. Exactly. I should be this. Yeah. And that was ironically doing the opposite. It was kind of having the experience the way you are, where you're in a really sacred moment where who knows, perhaps the universe is sending us a message, you know, Noah's there bouncing like there's something to learn there's something to see which amazing that 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 you had that experience um but yeah ideals you know they're like the horizon like this my one of my good mentors and friends always says this they're like the horizon you think you nearly mm. get in there and then that bastard disappears again and and often yeah. it's like so an expectation of an ideal is even is like a double whammy of like of of fuck up because you're basically expecting something to happen that isn't even possible because it's idealistic it's not real. So, yeah, yeah you're, just, I, you're setting yourself up for not good enoughness, yeah. and usually we're we're com you know we we're, we're gathering we're communing together. Um, yeah around the, the whole notion that, that, you know, we've all started out with some level of disconnection from source and not good enoughness. And that's why we're all here together and why we're all working on the kinds of things that we're working on. So to be working on that and then at the same time setting yourself up with, like you say, the double whammy of expectations and ideals, it, it it's just serving to not set us back. It's, it's just another part of the 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 waking up process it's another part of the learning like we've we've each got a really unique path to walk along and the more that we can welcome that and and all, all of its um idiosyncrasies then it's it's going to be a much smoother ride you still yeah. feel everything but it's going to be a smoother more easeful ride yeah you're going to, um, yeah. And like, it, it's innocent, right? So be careful not to innocently have an expectation that you're going to drop all your expectations. You know, this is like a fractal thing that keeps coming back round. Like this is it's like a ninja thing that's going to keep going, right? It's not just like one and done, you know, it's worth listening to things like this again and and stuff like that. So, well, hey, look, here's, it seems to me, I don't know if it does to you, pal, but let's, um, we'll hit pause. Also means I can have a wee. We can hit pause and then we can come back for part two and we can riff a bit about um, effectively what we mean by an intention, kind of a bit more definition around that, and then some practical elements of how we can invite those things into our life, where they're important and things like that. Sound good to you? Great plan. Awesome. Enjoy your wee. I love it. Well, I'll, I will. 
So there you have it, team. We cannot wait to hear about your intentions in the Facebook group. How are you going to weave this into your life and and, and uh, what you've got from this, what you've learned from this? I I hope you could feel the energy of that conversation because I think it was um, it was clear and we felt it when we were talking about that. It seems to be a really powerful subject and something that we can. Uh, explore more and more if people have any questions or anything they'd like to suggest in the group so come and do that make sure you do that come and join us uh, so you get that opportunity okay awesome part two we're super excited to release it it's going to be next week so uh buckle up for that one and uh, i think it's going to be a really cool way to round off the discussion that we've had today have a great week see you soon